0: Momentum Men is brought to you by REUP, the creators of resources to disciple men like Jesus did. Educating, encouraging, and empowering men to grow in Christ and disciple others. Featuring a platform filled with men's Bible studies for individuals or groups. Men, living by his life. Learn more at REUPpodcast.com. REUP, proud sponsor of Momentum Australia. You're listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. Whether it's that we're wanting what our neighbor has got, or whether it's just something that we want, we all recognize that we're trying to fill the vacuum in our heart to make us feel acceptable.
1: Now, here's your hosts, Tim and Des. Well, welcome to Momentum. Once again, it is uh, Tim and Dez with you all around Australia. And of course, maybe uh, you're may tuning in outside of Australia as well. It is every possibility. But it's uh, great to have you tuning into the show. MomentumAustralia.org is our official website. If you'd like to check out a bit more about us and uh, have a look at some previous episodes and uh, get a bit of a feel for Momentum, and look, if if this resonates with you on a on a deeper level, uh, and you'd like to even f- perhaps financially back us, uh, that would be really really appreciated. We we do go all around Australia and the world, and. Essentially, just help men do life better days, right? I mean, we're here to support men in their journey. And, and let's be honest, that's not an easy gig yeah. in 2024 when men are got some issues and some things to <laughs> some challenges around life.
2: I mean, our coverage is amazing. Um, we broadcast on 43, roundabout 43 stations right across Australia, plus Vision Radio, which is 800 plus stations across Australia. Um, and our podcasts are listened to in over sixty countries around the world. And you know, for two blokes, one from somewhere in England and s- another <laughs> one somewhere in Ireland, to be able to, for God to bless it, is just unbelievable. Um, is cool. And he's a young yeah. bloke, and I'm an old bloke, so that sort of has to be taken into account as well. But guys, <laughs> <laughs> moving right along, just don't forget our Caroline. Our Caroline is very important to us, and it's it's there to help you if you're if you feel the need to have a safe and confidential conversation. doesn't matter if you're married or not married or you're old or you're young. doesn't matter. Reach out to 1-800-000-MEN. That's 636, 1-800-000-636. Brought to you by our friends at Caroline Connections who are a ministry in their own right. And you can reach out to them seven days a week from 9 a.m. to 11 p.m. That's 1-800-000-MEN. And also don't forget our YouTube channel, which is expanding. It's really cool. We now have probably about 12 shows now on YouTube. So um, Momentum for Men is a YouTube channel. So have a look at that and subscribe, like, and share to spread the word, it's really good.
1: Indeed. A little bit more engaging, perhaps, being able to watch the show rather than just listen. So, look, whatever your preference is, that's fine. I like to listen to podcasts and stuff when I'm in the gym, so it's uh, you know more of an audible for me, but just to give you another option. And again, wherever you are, as we just ex- you know explained, there's a lot of coverage for Momentum wherever you are. Great to have you tuning in. And uh, great to welcome back in the new year our good friend and pastor at Woodvale Baptist Church here in Perth, Western Australia, Rob Philong. Welcome back to Momentum, mate. Great to have you here. Thanks, Tim. And happy new
0: year to both you and Dez. Welcome to 2024. Likewise.
1: Yeah, likewise.
2: I never thought I'd reach twenty twenty-four, <laughs> to be honest. When I was sort of doing mid in midlife, I never thought that twenty twenty four, I'll never, ever get there. And here I am.
1: Yeah. Well done. Yeah, I've well done, done well. Liz. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Are you excited about the year, Rob? I mean, you know, we come into a new year and we'll 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 talk about that on other shows, but uh you, you're feeling good as we step into a new year? Absolutely. Uh,
0: One very special reason for me is that this year uh, I will celebrate 40 years of being a pastor. Wow. Wow. Commenced in my first church back in 1984. So a bit like you Des, like when you start back as a greenhorn in 1984, I'm not thinking forty years ahead.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm just amazed that you started your ministry when you're twelve. I think that's fantastic.
0: <laughs> I was a little bit older there, but actually not much.
1: <laughs> you know what's interesting? Just while we, we on the on the age thing, you know, when you get to put in your, your age and you gotta to go to the year yeah. and it starts at twenty twenty four and then you keep scrolling back. And I'm going, man. This is getting longer and longer. I get, I get <laughs> blisters on my finger. I go
2: back that far.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know the feeling. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, enough of that. Yes. Uh, the th- three old blocks on momentum with you today, but uh, look, it's great to have you tuning in. Look, we're we're gonna get into another a great topic with Rob. It's always it's always deep. It's always in depth. It's always meaty. It'll make you think. And we always encourage you to go back and have another listen because there is so much in it. But uh, coveting is what we're talking about today. And, and instantly some people might have gone, ooh, <laughs> you know, coveting. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, Des, maybe you want to kick us off with the definition again, and uh, and let's start there, and then we can unpack this.
2: Yeah, coveting, is, I mean, it's, it's around all of us, and all of us do it. But the definition is, it's a yearning to possess something, especially something that belongs to another. And so you know you could covet anything that you see or you touch or you you know whatever. It's mm. um it's that yearning to have something that you don't have that you'd like to have.
1: Yeah, interesting that uh, the the Hebrew word for covet can also be translated as lust, which I thought Rob was was really interesting because when I think when you you look at something and you you covet it, it, it kind of does have a lust behind it, doesn't it?
0: It's a really interesting word that Hebrew word, and uh, you're absolutely correct. It can be translated as lust. What's interesting, Tim, is when you dig into it, what what is actually at the heart of the word is the idea of something that is delightful or pleasant. Yeah. Mm. Something yeah. Something that you desire. And so it can have both a positive and negative connotation. So there are positive things that we can desire or delight in.
1: Yeah. Mm. Things that are pleasant. Mm.
0: And there are negative things. And, and when it's when that desire or that thing that we find pleasant. Is outside God of God's will,
2: mm. ah.
0: and that's exactly what you've got here in Exodus chapter twenty, when it says, "You will not covet your neighbor's house, or you know, to put it the way you were saying, Tim, you must not lust after your neighbor's house, you must not lust after your neighbor's wife, male or female servant, ox or donkey, or mm. anything else that belongs to your neighbor." Right.
1: Yeah, I, I just want to unpack what you just said because I mean that was a mini revelation for me, <laughs> and, it, and it sounds silly, but. But it's so true, right? Because when when we've got our own house and our own wife, for example, um, having a desire for your wife is a good thing, right? That's a a healthy thing. But when it's in the context of somebody else's, then that translates into something that's really uh, dysfunctional and unhealthy. So I I just like the way that you put that, because I think a lot of us, when we think of, of lust, we think of it as a really negative thing. And yet the truth is, when it's, like you said, when it's got God's parameters around it, having the desire for certain things is actually good and healthy.
0: Absolutely. And the New Testament follows the same pattern with the word lust or desire. And so the issue is not the word itself. It's what is being desired. That's the Mm. issue of when Mm. it becomes sinful or not. And I think your point about delight and desire. And even let's put it into the context of there's nothing wrong. We we need to say this. There's nothing wrong with seeing your neighbor's wife or your neighbor's house and saying, man, that's a great house. Like Mm. it's going to be, or she's a beautiful woman and stuff like that. There's those sorts of emotions will come up. But when you start that, that's your focus.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's where your heart heart goes.
0: Where your heart goes. That's the difference. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 Wow.
1: Well, Coming back to Proverbs, it warns against coveting. It says, above all else, guard the heart, right? For it is the wellspring of life. And I think, I mean, I mean that's that's so important. I mean, the Bible talks a lot about the heart. I mean, the, the Bible also says that the heart is deceitful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. who can understand it, you know? And, and so I think it, it is. It's acknowledging that there's things around us that we can desire, um, but what's the heart behind that?
2: What's the difference in your in your thought about you know wanting something that's good for yourself and lusting after it what is the difference so that, you know I might want a new car yeah but what's lusting after a new car what's the difference
0: oh yeah that's a good question I think let's let's put into the context of marriage and desiring your wife but that can you know i have read and i I think it's true that that can cross over into lust where you just you could just be using your wife as a sexual object
2: Mm. yeah
0: yeah you know what i mean so so you've crossed the line there haven't you yeah and uh i i think so put it in the context of a car wanting a good car a new car yeah but if that's your sole aim in life if that's your sole object in life yeah yeah, you've got a problem haven't you yeah Yeah. Mm. Because often, because what happens is, and it doesn't matter what the object is, this is why people go from thing to thing. They get, they think that the new car will, this will fulfill my life. Yeah. That feeling probably lasts maybe a day. <laughs> 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 yeah, you
1: know, I'm, I'm exaggerating, but it does. depends what car it is, I guess.
0: <laughs> it doesn't last long. And then, yeah. so then what you're wanting, you're looking to the next car and the next car. I think that is the problem. I think that it becomes lust.
2: It's fair to say that wanting something is okay, but if you make it an idol, that becomes
0: lust.
1: Yeah. And that becomes absolutely. covering. Yeah? Yeah, absolutely.
2: I think that's a good definition, perhaps. I would agree with that. Mm.
1: Rob, I was just going to go back a step, and, and I mean, this is t- perhaps taking us off track, but then, and let's be honest, we can all do it, and uh, realizing that, what we're sold a lot is just marketing. It's just marketing spiel, you know. You, you have this, you live here, you drive this, you wear this suit, you wear this watch, whatever it may be. Um, you know, it's going to make you a better person, a better man, all that sort of jazz. I mean, that's what we're sold, right? Um, and, and some of us we we fall into that trap, or you know. Um, so if I get that car, then then I'm a I'm I'm a proper man. Yeah, you know, when I'm driving a, a, a certain badge, then it means I've 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 made it. Mm. But but really, what it is doing, and this is where it's going to take us off track a little, is is it's masking something that we're perhaps lacking as a human, right, to make ourselves feel better, rather than coming back to the identity of. And again, I told you it was going to take us off track. But then, if I can just stand and know that I'm a child of God, everything else is just a gift. Whether I drive a hyundai or i drive a bmw or an audi or whatever it may be doesn't make me a better person because i've already established who i am in christ so what i'm trying to say out of all of that is i think when you get that fully and firmly the other stuff can kind of come and go it doesn't perhaps grab your heart as deeply as it does if you're trying to prove something or you know get over a proof something to, something to your parents or prove something to the world about who i am does that make sense
0: i think it's intrinsically related to him I don't think that uh you've taken us off track at all. I think that you know whether it's that we're wanting what our neighbor has got or whether it's just something that we want mm. we all recognize mm. that well those of us who've stopped to think about it recognize we're trying to fill the vacuum in our heart that will make us feel acceptable and you've hit the nail right on the head. We are acceptable already to God. He loves us deeply, and He sent His Son Jesus to die for us. We could have no greater proof of the God of love, of God's love for us than sending His Son. And when we submit to that, when we respond to Jesus, make Him Lord of our life, we are acceptable in Christ. The the past is gone, but overriding of that is the infinite love of God, and this is the great cry of God's heart, is he is constantly, constantly yearning for a relationship with us because of his great love for us.
2: And when you do that, the desire for all those other things disappears. You, know, you, you don't focus on having a new car. You don't focus on having a bigger house uh, in a coveting sense.
0: I think for some people, there's some guys, it's a fairly dramatic experience yeah. and all that fades away for other people they might still struggle with stuff but that's part of their growth yeah but yeah the principle should be yeah as we're growing in christ Mm. these things are starting to fall away
1: can i share a quick story and this is not meant to make myself look good at all but it's just an observation in my own life um you know having recently turned 50 um and you know I've, i've ridden motorbikes over the years and and it got to a point sometime last year i mean i've got rid of the bike now and part of that was a challenge because it was almost like not that it was a test from god but i, I, I kind of like i i really i mean i love the bike <laughs> right and it was it was also then coming hey at my age is this the right thing to do Is this a good thing to do as a newlywed there's danger attached to this you know um is there just wisdom in letting this go and it took a little bit of time and then eventually i let go of the bike but it was more also, part of the letting go was also to go, what I used to get from riding the bike actually pales into insignificance now, right? And and, and there's that great song about, you know, turn your eyes upon Jesus and the things of this world will go strangely dim. And I'm finding the, the older I get and the deeper I get in my relationship with the Lord, things that I used to love, earthly things, like riding the bike, for example, or, you know, having a new car and whatever. I'm like, it's nice, but it doesn't satisfy me with the depth that I find when I have in the presence of God. And again, that's not make to make me sound super spiritual and I'm, you know, I've made it. It's just an observation in my own life to go, man, like 10 years ago, that would have been everything for me. You know what I mean? Way beyond my relationship with the Lord. And now I go, these things that are nice in the world provide me with a temporary source of happiness. Oh, well, that was fun, but it, it it's just that. It's not the depth of and I and I look at that and I go, man, I'm I'm so grateful for that journey.
2: And we and we don't want to see hundreds of bikes now coming onto the market because of what Tim just said. <laughs> well, that's between you and God. <laughs> all of a sudden but, the, the motorbike sales are go through the roof.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> We're not saying that people shouldn't have their relaxation at all. That's you know, right. But it's about focus and it's about what you what your attention yeah. is on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just think it's it's a it's a biggie because, as, particularly as men, like we can go chasing things because sure. you know, as men, we look for that to prove our worth or success. And it's just been an observation for me, particularly as somebody who over the years has really struggled with that. Um, to go, oh, when I get this next thing, when I have that, and and part of it was because I I worked in ministry for a long time, and I was I was looking at other people who weren't in ministry who were Christians who were earning twice what I was, had all of the fruit, all of the bits, the, the jet ski, the motorbike, the new four by four, the house with the pool and the whatever. And I was coveting that for a long time. And and to be honest, it really affected my relationship with God, because I was getting disgruntled with him about my call and my path. Because I'm like, but I'm serving you, but I don't have the fruit. <laughs> and then I reached the point where I was old enough and on a reasonable enough wage to have some fruit. And then I went, oh, the fruit actually wasn't that tasty and in, in the end anyway you know what I mean
0: yeah I think what we're talking about guys is enough yes mm. how do we define what is enough and we're going to come back again to what we spoke about just a few minutes ago when Tim introduced it at the end of the day God is enough and what comes to my mind is Psalm 23 verse one the Lord is my shepherd I have all I need
2: Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah, And you
0: unpack that psalm, it's a beautiful psalm, of the shepherd providing everything we have. And that that doesn't mean that it's wrong for people. There there will be people listening to us who do have all the gadgets and stuff. It doesn't mean that it's wrong to have that, but it's what you said, Des, as well earlier in the program. If that's your focus in life, then it's an idol, if that's what your life is all about then you have, to, you have to seriously think it through. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's good. There's a couple of scriptures I want to come back into. We're over time for the first part of the show, so let's pause and take a break. We're talking about coveting on this week's Momentum, and our special guest is Pastor Rob Furlong. I'll point you to the website as we go to a break, as always, momentumaustralia.org, and we'll come back with part two of Coveting in just a moment.
0: This is Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. Find out more at momentumaustralia.org.
1: All right, you tuned into Momentum wherever you are. Thanks for coming back. Really appreciate it. We had a very interesting first part of the show with yes. Rob Furlong talking about coveting. It's always a great conversation with, uh, with Rob. And uh, of course, Des is here with us too, my Irish friend and co-host of Momentum. But look, uh, as we, we launch back into coveting, Rob, um, I, I wanted to just, I suppose, come back in with a couple of scriptures, um, you know, because we, we talk about God being enough and us having enough. There will be people listening who perhaps don't have enough. Um, you know who are on the other end of that spectrum and go like i'm actually really struggling here um and i want to just go back to philippines which you know says my god should supply all of my needs and i often joke with that and say yeah it, it's the needs but not necessarily the wants right we don't necessarily get all of the wants but we have the needs and, and i look at my life and i go it's 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 fairly frugal but certainly my needs are covered for i, I suppose speaking to that space for people who go you know i, I covet because i'm I'm struggling and I'm like I could only wish that that would be my life you know but that's just not my experience
0: it's it's a really good point Tim and there will be people listening to us at this at this moment now who are really struggling to make ends meet and let's face it because last year the economic outlook was pretty Mm. doom and gloom and it's no better for this new year that we're coming or have come into Mm. and so there will be people listening to us Probably the majority of people who are, who are doing it tough, and at finding it hard to make ends meet. So, where do we go with that? I, I think it's interesting. You can you can take a, a lesson from the Apostle Paul because when he talks about My God shall supply all your needs, the interesting thing with that is if you uh, from memory, if you back up a little bit in that passage, Paul talks about. He says, "I have learned mm-hmm. whether in." abundant circumstances or in lousy circumstances i've learned to be content in yeah. all situations mm-hmm. and so it, this comes back to the guarding your heart principle and so if we find ourselves starting to covet or desiring what other people have it, and i've done it believe me particularly i can remember you know with our kids raising them it seemed like you know the fridge would blow up at the most inconvenient time mm. It wouldn't be just the fridge next week it'd be the car and then it'd be this and you're just scraping by but in the midst of all of that what has jesus promised us in like paul the secret for paul was he said i learned to be content in the good times and in the hard times because his focus was christ and if we go to a matthew's gospel the sermon on the mount and that wonderful passage in chapter 6 where Jesus promises. He said, "Your priority is seek me first. Make the kingdom your number one goal, mm. and all these things will be added to you." And you're quite right. He will provide what we need, not what we want. Yeah. And sometimes he will throw in the odd blessing, and and I've I've had mm. that and experienced that. And so I can I can look back. I can truthfully say that as I look back over my life, God has never there has never been a time. And, you know, I've been in ministry for a long time. There has never been a time when we haven't had a meal on the table and we went through some pretty low moments early in the piece mm. with not a lot of money. Always had food, never starved, had a roof over my head, somewhere to sleep. Tell you what, that's a lot more mm. than the vast
1: majority of the world have. Yes, mm.
2: that's exactly mm. right. And it's about our attitude to that and our appreciation of that is key.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Let me go back to another scripture, Rob, I, and I always find this scripture fascinating, Ecclesiastes 4 verse 4, and I saw that all toil, this is Solomon, of course, I saw that all toil and all achievement spring from one person's envy of another. Isn't that interesting about the root of where our perhaps coveting and envy can come from? Um, I, I suppose, if I may, can I, can I ask the difference or, or your opinion on the difference between coveting and envy? Because I I think they're they're closely linked, but there is obviously a difference.
0: There is. So coveting is you want what the other person has, their boat, their car, their house. Whereas envy is you actually resent the other person because they have what you you want. (laughs)
2: Yeah, subtle difference between the two. The fruit probably is the same, but yeah.
0: Yeah, the fruit is the same. But yeah, envy, envy is more inclined to resentment.
2: Yeah, wow. Wow. That's a good, that's a good uh, distinction.
1: If I go back to the scripture, right, the all toil and all achievement, in other words, all the drivers for our success, when you boil it back down, spring from one person's envy of another. I mean, now that's not always true in every person, of course, but it's an interesting concept to think that, or to perhaps put past ourselves: What is my driver? You know? well, it's
0: the classy. it's the classy. um, keeping up with the Joneses, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. right. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: right. Solomon nailed it in that verse. He just didn't use the Joneses right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> as an example,
0: that's exactly <laughs> what he's talking about. And yeah. yeah, you're right, Tim, I mean, it doesn't apply in every situation.
2: People strive to, um, to, to work hard and provide a life and so forth for their family. Mm. Where's the line between where that is? And when it turns into the greed and the envy and the love of stuff, right? Mm. There's a line there somewhere, isn't there?
0: Yeah. I think that line is crossed. I mean, we've talked about idolatry before, but I think that line is crossed when, if, if it costs you relationships, if it costs your relationship with your family, your wife, your husband, specifically if it costs your relationship with God, Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, isn't the classic story, we, we're we in the new year, we're just coming off the back of the Christmas season, and every Christmas, I'm reminded, isn't the classic story, A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens? Yes. Mm-hmm. Isn't, isn't that yes. the classic story of a guy, Scrooge, who is scrounging and mean-spirited, but he, had, he literally doesn't have a friend in the world? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Now that's happened over a period of years, but when you trace the story behind it you can start to see where he made choices along the way Yeah. and it was at the expense of relationships yes, people that totally. he loved and who loved him just went by the wayside actually mm. it's
2: one one movie i watch every christmas time is yeah. christmas carol deliberately it's a story. for for that for that very reason it, yeah. it, it it gives me a parallel which is a good mm. thing yeah
1: um how much do you think then Rob, I mean, because we are bombarded every day, right? I mean, we can't get away from marketing and people pressuring us to to buy this and and you know, selling us the dream that if we do this or step this or drive this or whatever it is, you know, we're going to become better people and all that sort of jazz. I mean, how do we protect ourselves? And and I'm talking particularly to men here as the head of the home. How, how do we kind of, we can't get away from it, right? And and even on social media, we're bombarded with stuff. Um, but how do we kind of protect ourselves from this? coveting thing when i mean it's literally there's temptations all around us to fall into that space
0: hey look i know this is this this is a completely other big subject but let's talk about the one that hits men most but pornography falls into this this is all about coveting Mm. and lusting after the wrong things Mm. and so you some of the principles that you would talk to people about dealing with that particular issue i think apply to other areas if the thing is like for example social media if you're being bombarded on social media about having the biggest boat or the biggest car and you're finding it's creating a problem cut it out of your life yeah jesus said it's better to cut off your hand and enter life maimed than to lose your soul
2: yeah Mm. yeah
0: yeah, you know, I, I, I do think I was talking to a, a good friend recently and not that we weren't talking about this subject of coveting or anything like that, but he'd been reading a good book on the problems with the digital age and just how people are addicted to their phones and he was just talking about how he'd been putting in some things into his life noticing how much time he had been spending and how he was adjusting that and changing that so i think we we actually need to be proactive it's not just about a quick prayer to say god help me but be proactive start to cut those things out that, that cause you to stumble
1: mm.
2: and it's and this is so simple i mean it, um, and I watch a lot of YouTube, probably too much. YouTube. In fact, definitely watch too much YouTube. Not bad stuff, but just YouTube. And so, you know, what I had to do, this is me being honest, I had to actually take my iPad and not take it into my bedroom. Yeah. I had to make yeah. that decision that I was, wasn't going to take it in there and that was, you know, rest time. And yeah. so, and that's how yeah. I overcome that. And we all have to do that with various things in our life.
0: It's a great mm. example, Des, and it's it's a simple thing, but it's actually a significant thing. Yeah, mm. and it is. It, it's it's creating, like what you've done there. You've actually created what they call a sacred space. You've said, okay, yeah. this is where I go to sleep, rest. I don't want to be bombarded with mm. that stuff.
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You, you use the word simple things there, Rob. Let's let's conclude the show by talking about simpl- simplifying and simplicity. I suppose, um, you know, so, some people know my journey, and a, a few years back, I. I I mean, I basically moved back from one side of the country to the other. Everything I owned was in the boot of my car, <laughs> right? Aside from two suitcases that I brought on the plane with me, everything I owned—the small little bits that I had—were in the boot of my car. Um, now I know that's a little extreme, but I learned to go. I don't need a lot of stuff in life. Uh, now my position has changed. I don't still have a lot of stuff, but I, I have a you know, a house with the necessary bits in it, but I don't have a lot of excess stuff. And I actually really like that to kind of declutter and go, rather than me just having stuff for the sake of having stuff, yeah, everything I have, I need. Um, and if it, if it's not a need anymore, then it gets cold. That's extreme, I realize. But just speaking to that, that space of simplifying our lives, because I think, you know, we can just gather and want for the sake of that coveting, idolizing peace, but if we look around at our lives and go, do I actually really need this stuff? How do I simplify, you know, my life? But I suppose really what's going on deeper for me, right? Around why I need this stuff in the first place.
0: The word that you used is is a fantastic word, declutter. And yes. a good way to do this is if you want to know how your life is going, go and take a look at the boot of your car (laughs) (laughs) what's in it (laughs) yeah Yeah. I guess it's prompted by what you said but I mean you had your life packed up in the boot of your car that's a completely different story (laughs) it actually helps to take a look at the boot of your car and just have a look at what's cluttering up the boot of your car Mm. and to use that as a principle, what I'm saying is, look at your life, what is cluttering up your life? I'll give you a very personal example. We're all being vulnerable and open <laughs> here. I love I love comic books, right? I've collected ah. comic books most of my life, and I have got a pretty good comic book collection in several boxes that are mm-hmm. currently sitting in my study at home because we uh, had to get some work done in the bedroom where they were there. And Karen was basically didn't really want the stuff there. And I said, Look, I'll take it down to my study. I have now got to go through the process because I'm looking at this and I'm saying to myself, Why have I got this stuff? I love comic books, right? Mm. But I don't need them. There are some I will keep because I think they're special. Mm. I had this grand vision in my mind that when I get these together and I'm going to get rid of them, I might find a comic that's worth a million bucks. You know, <laughs> 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 got this grand, But I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> but the point is, that's just one thing. I don't need this. So I would be saying to our listeners today, take a look at your life. It might be actually some things you need to get rid of. The motorcycle, the comic book, uh, the iPad out of your bedroom, whatever. It could be something simple like that. It might be something else in your life that's a little more personal. But but what is it that's cluttering your life up? Why don't, why don't make it a, a, a goal this year to get rid of that in your life? Here we are at a brand new year. Don't make a resolution because resolutions are broken within about two weeks.
1: <laughs>
0: but... Make a commitment in your heart to say, you know what, I really want to get rid of that thing in my life.
1: Mm. Yeah, it's good. Uh, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna finish on another great word that we use a lot, and that's intentionality, right? We, if we're not intentional with vetting our lives on a regular basis, right? Let's be honest. Uh, you know, stuff creeps in. Yeah, and uh, and we've got to be intentional about looking at our life and going, Am I? Is this where I want to be? Honestly. Uh, have I perhaps allowed things to slide a little bit? Maybe I've allowed myself to slip into coveting in certain areas of my life, and uh, it's a, it's a great time of year, as you said, Rob, to to have a, a look around and reevaluate and go maybe maybe I need to tweak a few things, and uh, and be intentional with that this year. That's it for the show. That's it. Coveting, what a yeah. what a fantastic topic. That felt like it was about five minutes. I <laughs> yeah. don't know about you guys, but it yeah. uh, was it was a great conversation.
2: Yeah, we do. It's amazing.
1: We did cover a fair bit of ground. Yeah. And as always, I encourage you to go back and have a listen at MomentumAustralia.org. Or of course, if you want the podcast, uh, Momentum Australia into wherever you listen to your podcasts. Rob Furlong has been our special guest once again on the show, talking about coveting Rob. Absolute pleasure, mate. Great topic. Thanks for your time.
0: Thanks, guys. I hope 2024 is a great blessing to you. Yeah, thank you, man. And to the show. And a little plug. Guys, get on. if you need the care line, use it. Uh, we all need mates. Yeah. Don't be afraid to reach out. Uh, Grand face. Absolutely. Thanks, Rob. You've been listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. For more information or to hear this week's show again, go to MomentumAustralia.org. You can also access a whole range of resources to help you on your journey and to get in touch with the
1: team at MomentumAustralia.org. Until next time, keep moving forward with Momentum.